Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. The NFL has had some true legends of the game that wore jersey number 69. And in today's episode, our Football by Numbers bonus edition, we are going to go and pick a top 10 greatest number 69s in NFL history. And it's all coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the universities of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. This is your host, Darren Hayes, and we are podcasting from America's North Shore, bringing you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So in taking the snap from the SportsHistoryNetwork.com and handing off to PigskinDispatch.com, let's go no huddle through today's football history headlines. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. You know, when you talk about great NFL players, you're thinking about the running backs, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the great linebackers, and maybe some cornerbacks and safeties. But those big guys in the trenches, they just don't get the love that they truly should deserve on both the offensive and the defensive side. And today, we're going to go and talk about the greatest players in NFL history, 101 plus years of wearing the jersey number 69. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com, and welcome once again to the Pen for this bonus edition football by numbers series and we are glad to have you glad that you joined us here and can you believe we're all the way up to jersey 69 this time is flying right by uh, talking about these great players because football history is just such a, a passion for all of us that uh, are researching it listening to podcasts reading blog posts reading books and just enjoying these great players both on game day and looking back to the past uh, what they've done in their accomplishments so let's go and look first at the pro football hall of fame where we always do in this series and unbelievably the pro football hall of fame reports that there are absolutely no players in the hall of fame the word jersey number 69 i find that extremely hard to believe and i think that's going to change real soon especially with some of the names that we're going to be talking about here on this jersey 69 so the hall of fame isn't giving any love to the jersey 69 but pigskin dispatch we do because we give love to every single number we're going to cover all of them zero through 99 in this edition and i'm sorry in this series uh, this edition is on strictly number 69 so let's go and talk about the first player on the list that i would like to talk about and that's jared allen you know he is such a phenomenal defensive end we're 69 his entire career he started off with the kansas city chiefs in 2004 played with them for four seasons and then of course went to the minnesota vikings where he really made his name uh, played with the vikings for six seasons and then a final year in chicago and then a split year between chicago and carolina but jared allen holy schmoly did he 
did he get after the quarterback? Uh, this man had 136 sacks of the quarterback, 503 solo tackles, and uh, altogether, you know, 648 with combination tackles. That's playing the right defensive end position. So they would usually, uh, you know, either run right at him or run away from him. And when you're running right at him, you've got blockers galore coming at you. But the, the man still made tackles. But you know, 136 of those tackles, you know, one fifth of them, over one fifth of them, are knocking down the quarterback behind the line. And uh, he was just a ferocious uh, player. Came out of Idaho State, so not really a, a big college of producing, you know, pass rushing uh, players. But Jared Allen definitely came out of that uh, Idaho State program and just did some great things in the NFL. And uh, he may have his name in Canton sometime because he had five Pro Bowls and he was a four-time All-Pro at that defensive end spot. So definitely very deserving to be on our list, and he is going to go on as our first player to be on our top 10 list for the greatest number 69s in NFL history. The next player I want to talk about is David Bakhtiari. Now, David, is uh, he's still playing uh, football to this day. Uh, he's wore 69 his whole career, came in in 2013 with the Green Bay Packers, and as of last year was still a Green Bay Packer, uh, had some injuries last year and I believe he's back with the Packers again this year and they're expecting great things from the offensive tackle. Now so far in his young career he has been to the Pro Bowl three times and he has been an all-pro twice and uh, like I said they're still expecting some great things of the six foot four 310 pound mountain of a man that uh, blocks for Aaron Rodgers in the the backfield of that Green Bay Packers squad and he is definitely a force to be reckoned with and he is uh, you know in his young career uh, playing so well we are going to put him on as our number two player going on to our list of uh, greatest NFL players uh, the war jersey 69. Now a third player we want to talk about is uh, Jordan Gross and Jordan is a another guy that uh, plays the offensive tackle position and he went to college at Utah and so far in his career he's made it to three Pro Bowls and once as an All-Pro. 2003 he came with Carolina Panthers and he stayed there all the way through the 2013 season. So 11 seasons and three Pro Bowls in it. So one out of every three years uh, basically in the Pro Bowl and we're 69 the whole time he was there and just had a phenomenal career offensive tackle uh, blocking for their fine offenses. They've had some pretty good uh, backs there too. Uh, You know, with um, going through the Carolina Panthers history of recent and uh, you know just a, a, a great guy and I think we're going to put him on as our thirds player onto our list and how about the uh, Mark Shalareth who is uh, ESPN of late has been had him on as a commentator talking about you know the NFL uh, shows that they have there and I think he's also done some announcing on some games but he was a garden center most famously of the Denver Broncos but he did play for the Washington Redskins too he played six years uh, six years with the Redskins uh, last six years with the Denver Broncos and 69 all the way through those 12 seasons 156 games played 140 of them were started two Pro Bowls and he's a three-time Super Bowl champion Uh, that was with the Denver Broncos at the end of his career uh, winning those with uh, two of them uh, with the John Elway led uh, uh, teams and he won one with Washington uh, in their run there so uh, great player and a 
key part of that offensive line. And uh, he is also going on to our list. Uh, Mark Shalareth is our fourth entry. Uh, now, uh, John Runyon. You know, who can say anything bad about John Runyon? Because this man played tackle for a long time. He came in with the Houston Oilers uh, back in 1996, transferred to Tennessee as the Oilers, 97 through 99. Then he got uh, went over to Philadelphia and played there from 2000 all the way to 2008 with the Eagles, and 2009 finished up his career with the San Diego Chargers. Nine years of Philadelphia, four years with the Houston, Tennessee franchise, and one with San Diego. And he made it to one Pro Bowl, but you know, the man, uh, more 69, the majority of his career, except for that final year in San Diego. Uh, 207 games played, 192 started, and he was just a solid tackle. Uh, played that right tackle position for those uh, Tennessee and Philadelphia teams. So we are going to put him on as our fifth player of our greatest number 69s, and uh, we'll go to on to our next player. And that next player I want to talk about is Woody Peoples. You know, Peoples was just another fantastic guard prospect that came out of Grambling State. Uh, he made it to the Pro Bowl twice in his NFL career, played with the San Francisco 49ers for nine seasons, 1968 all the way to 1977. His final three years, he played as a Philadelphia Eagle, 78, 79, 80. Was on that uh, Super Bowl team of Philadelphia that was under uh, Dick Vermeil, I believe. And uh, he played quite a bit of games. Uh, he had 168 games, started 153 of them. And like we said, came out of Grambling State and made two Pro Bowls in the NFL. And we are gonna put uh, Woody on our list also. He's our sixth player on. Uh, Sherell Hedrick, he is another one we want to talk about, another old-time player, uh, came in with the Dallas Texans in 1960, the original AFL team, Dallas Texans, three years there, and then, of course, the Texans turns into the Kansas City Chiefs, so he, he played the rest of his career in the AFL with Kansas City, except for 1968, he went over to a brand-new team in the AFL, the Cincinnati Bengals, so he, uh, you know, middle linebacker for all those teams, and had two AFL championships with Kansas City and three Pro Bowls and uh, I'm sorry four Pro Bowls and three times as an All-Pro with the great American Football League Conference that third edition of the American Football League and you know player came out of TCU and in his career he had 15 interceptions and he returned for 207 yards three touchdowns off of those interceptions so very mobile middle linebacker and you know ended up registering nine sacks in those nine years so about a sack a year uh, almost two interceptions per year so very productive in the AFL as a middle linebacker and very deserving to go onto our list uh, Sherelle Hedrick he goes on as our seventh player and uh, Tim Crumry who uh, you know you know him more as uh, more in his media days but he was a nose tackle and defensive tackle six foot two 270 pounds uh, when he came out in the 1983 season with the Cincinnati Bengals, played there his entire career through the 94 season, uh, just uh, really stuffed up the middle of that line. And he ended up having 34 and a half sacks, three forced fumbles in his career, made it to two Pro Bowls with the Bengals, and once as an All-Pro, uh, covering the middle of that defensive line for the Cincinnati squad. And another guy that is going to go right on our list. So that takes us to eight. So now things are going to get uh, just a little bit uh, more dicey because we only have two 
spots left on our top 10 list. And uh, we're going to choose them very wisely and use them very wisely. And the first player that we are going to look at uh, for the last two spots is Keith Sims. Now, Keith Sims, he was a, a guard, offensive guard, that came to the Miami Dolphins in the 1990 season. He stayed with them for eight years and played three final years as a left guard with the Washington Redskins. And, you know, very solid player. Uh, made it to three Pro Bowls in his career. But his jersey number 69 was his entire career at Miami for eight years. And I think we're going to put him on our standby list and think about him a little bit. Eight seasons, there's only two positions left on our top 10 list. So we want to make sure we choose them wisely, like we said. And we're going to look at Jason Fabini. Now, Jason wore 69 his entire career, 1998. I came with the New York Jets, stayed there for eight seasons. Two years with the Redskins at the end of his career, and one year with the Dallas Cowboys in between that Jets and Washington uh, tracks that he had there. And uh, he ended up playing 152 games, started 129 of them, and uh, did not make it to any Pro Bowls or as an All-Pro, so I'm not sure he's going to be good enough statistics to make it on here, but definitely a substantial line player uh, for those teams that he played for. Uh, Doug Sutherland is another guy that we want to talk about that had some you know great minutes as an NFL player. Uh, he played defensive tackle, guard, and defensive end, came in in 1970 with the New Orleans Saints. I think that was their expansion year and then went to the minnesota vikings for the rest of his career i'm sorry 10 more the next 10 years of his career one final season with the seattle seahawks in 1981 but uh you know this man ended up having 29 sacks in his career and uh, just played some very solid football uh seven sacks in just one year from the defensive line position 1976 so he definitely wreaked some havoc uh, by some players but no pro bowls no all pros for him either so i'm not sure that he will make it even though he was a significant uh, player uh, but maybe our next guy khalif barnes uh, you know, Khalif had a very interesting uh, career as a tackle. He came in in 2005 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, stayed there for his first four years, then was an Oakland Raider for the next seven years, and then one final year, 2017, with the Arizona Cardinals is when he uh, ended, up, ended up hanging up his helmet uh, for good as a player. And, you know, during his time, he ended up having uh, three receptions for nine yards, so they used him on that tackle-eligible play quite a bit. Uh, for that this player and you know he is just a, another great solid player but no uh, all pros no pro bowls not sure that we can put Khalif uh, Barnes on there but maybe Willie Young I mean there's a chance maybe Willie Young can help us out here and uh, have the statistics he ended up being you know he's a tackle and had a couple rushes, uh, probably just some accidental type things, but was a New York Giant from 1966 all the way to 1975. And you know, played some great years there with the Giants. But uh, again, no Pro Bowls, no All-Pro seasons. And I uh, don't know we can do what we can do for him. Uh, but Dan Fike, you know, here's a name that uh, people remember in NFL history. He was a garden tackle, played with the Cleveland Browns from 1985 all the way to 1992, and then one final year with rival Pittsburgh in 1993. Interesting to go from uh, one AFC uh, Central team to the next one. 
uh, you know, played against them all that time. 115 games, started 102 at the Garden Tackle, and uh, 69 during his time with the Browns. He was number 71 when he was a Steeler. Uh, probably not going to get him onto our, our list here. But how about taking a look at Mike Lewis? Uh, Mike Lewis may have a chance here. And Mike was another a defensive tackle, defensive end, nose guard. Uh, 1971, Atlanta Falcons through the 1979 season. And he went into the new decade, 1980, playing for the Green Bay Packers before he called it quits. And he ended up having 25 sacks in his career. That's nothing to sneeze at. But again, no all pros, no Pro Bowls uh, for Mike Lewis, uh, who was a good player. Now, DeMar Dotson, uh, another guy that uh, just has some statistics that really sort of call out to you and beckon you to to read them and and see what he did but again no pro bowls no all pros but he was a tackle or 69 when his during his time with the tampa bay buccaneers which was 10 seasons and then one final year with the denver broncos but uh, these guys are just not getting the love from uh these uh, the, the voting to get them on the hall of fame teams and it makes it difficult um chester pitts He's sort of in that same category, and we feel bad for these guys. Uh, but he wore 69 this whole season, 129 games, 119 starts, um, and he played for the Houston Texans. But again, no All Pros, no Pro Bowls, and I think we can go on and on and not have those guys there. So I think what I'm going to do here is we'll go back in deliberations now, and I think for our ninth player, I'm going to put uh, Keith Sims on that uh, list. And I think the next one I'm going to put on there is probably Jason Fabini as our other player for the 10th spot. Uh, so there we have it, our top 10 list. Jared Allen, David Bakari, Jordan Gross, Mark Schlereth, uh, John Runyon, Woody Peoples, Sherelle Hedrick, Keith Sims, and Jason Fabini. Those are your top 10 greatest number 69s in NFL history. We thank you for joining us here. We really appreciate uh, you spending the time and uh, learning about these great jersey wearers of uh, number 69 on their back in NFL history. And hopefully one or two of them will get in the Hall of Fame soon so that our next pro time we talk about these uh, jersey 69s or anybody does, they can say, hey, this number guy, he wore 69 and he is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. And uh, we hope that for all of these players that uh, really sacrifice their their body and did their jobs and trained so long and so hard to get to the top level of American football, uh, the NFL. And we wish them all the best on their track to get that gold jacket. And we thank you for joining us once again. We hope you'll find us on pigskindispatch.com and check us out there with all our great articles and other bonuses we have going on. And the sportshistorynetwork.com where there's great uh podcasts and blog posts on all sports history not just football but everything you can imagine and it's all family friendly pigskindispatch.com sportshistorynetwork.com family friendly any age can listen to and enjoy and learn something and i think you'll do that from the hosts the guests and the topics of uh they're on so until tomorrow everybody have a great gridiron day How's a good time to take a break from our football history discussion and hear from one of our sponsors row one brand 
At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with pro football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians, You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.